It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You are listening to the Mr. and Mrs. Podcast with your hosts, Mr. Max and Mrs. Lacey. How's it going? Good. How are you? I'm doing all right. I guess I should get a little closer to the mic. Get a little. I'm like, I can't roll this fucking chair for anything. Yeah, it's on carpet. It's kind of hard. Anything on carpet's kind of hard. Yep. Yep. Especially. Whatever. <laughs> happy week to you, Mrs. Lacey. A happy week to you. Mr. It's a kind of a sad day today, isn't it? It is, yeah. A little bit of a downer. Yeah. Mr. Uh, we just found out earlier today that Mr. Uh, David Bowie passed away at the age of 69. Yeah, that was kind of a surprise. He hadn't really announced. I don't think that he was sick. Sick, so... It came as a blow. I I was originally thought that it was one of those mean internet pranks. Yeah, like uh, Jeff Goldblum's dead again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or Abe is Abe Vigoda still alive? Type yeah. of situation. But it turned out it was real, which yeah. is pretty sad. Yeah, they announced it earlier this morning, like around one o'clock. So, sadly, Mister uh, Rest in Peace, Mister Bowie. You provided lots of good tunes in your history. Yeah, well, that's what brief you- time on this earth, I would say. That's what you're going to talk about, right? Yeah, that's actually my my topic for this week. But cool. I guess I should just get to uh, the introduction. Sure. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to the Mr. and Mrs. Podcast. I'm Mr. Max. I'm Mrs. Lacey. At some point, I should do more of the intro. Why is that? Because I don't feel like a co-host. I feel like a, a guest but you're not a guest. You provide a lot of the over, if not over half of the, uh, you know, topics on here. And uh, well, I provide exactly half of the topics, but usually more than half of the content because I'm long-winded. Because <laughs> you're long-winded, mm, more informed. There you go. <laughs> Didn't we discuss this last week? <laughs> Who does more research? Yes. I don't know. Me and you may probably did the equal amount of research right now. Uh, no, I did research on this all day. Shut your face. <laughs> and I even researched a backup topic in case you weren't ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case if you didn't know what you wanted to do for the learning corner, I provided one. <laughs> but you came up with one. Classic Max. Yeah. Anyway. And classic Lacey. Yeah. So. Over prepare, Mrs. Lacey. <laughs> Under prepare, Mr. Max. Yes. This is why we're married. The premise of our show is I bring a topic. I bring a topic. And then we have Learning Corner at the end. That's right. Yeah. And you're doing the Learning Corner? Yeah, I'm going to do it. going to do it. Maybe we should both do it, right? You want to talk a little more? Oh, you want to do your own too? No, we'll both talk about the Powerball. Oh, the Powerball. Is that what we're going to talk about today? Yeah, since it's so big. Not my stinky ass? 
No, you can do that another time. Yeah. Okay. I know you're intrigued and now. now. It's like a, <laughs> you better tune well, in next well, time to learn. You better about tune in to learn about Max's stinky ass. <laughs> okay. I'll just first up, what were you gonna ear up? Well, I wanted to talk about Mr. David Bowie, the life and career yes. of Mr. David Bowie. Perfect. So I mean, I want to know everything about. So him. so well, I'm not going to provide everything because I, <laughs> I don't have enough time Why in this, ep- in this episode. Yeah. <laughs> Now people are just turning off because of your guidance. Now, thanks. <laughs> thanks. I should have just waited. I should have just waited. Anyway, um, so Mr. David Bowie passed away today, today like I said, at the age of uh, 69. Much appropriate age, I would say, to pass away on. Ground if you control were t- to major time. <laughs> um, so, what's your favorite song with Mr. Bo- Mr. Bowie? Um. Is it Just Dance? No. Or Dance Magic Dance. Dance Magic From Dance. Labyrinth. Yeah. <laughs> this is like the cheesiest song I know, ever. I know, but I love it. And he's so goofy in that movie. And yeah. he's so he's over the top with his... sexy and kind of dressed like a woman. He's very ambiguous, even... right? Like, yeah, that's kind of why everyone likes David Bowie, right? It's because he doesn't follow any rules, he, right? You know what I, I love about him a little bit, or actually a lot of it, is uh, his ambiguousness that he kind of is attracted. He, he has that air that he's attracted not just to women, but to men as well. Right. Um, and also that, you know, him and his spirit animal or co-animal is Tilda Swinton. Like almost exactly, right. like a female version of him is Tilda Swinton, I would say. Yeah. Right? I would totally say that. Like if you had a biopic of David Bowie, it would be Tilda Swinton acting as David Bowie. Yeah, as long as she was willing to kind of get crazy because she seems kind of uptight and David Bowie definitely wasn't uptight. Yeah, I, but they're very both, both ambiguous. Well, um, Mr. David Bowie was... A, uh, a musical artist, an actor, a composer, a father, and a husband. And probably lots of other hats that he wore. Yeah. Um, made some famous songs such as uh, Just Dance, um, God, uh, Space Oddity, which is known as uh, Major Tom. Uh, he started in the movies like, uh, what was it, The Prestige? He was in The Prestige as Nikola Tesla which I thought was mm-hmm. pretty damn epic to have somebody as awesome as David Bowie play somebody that I admire a lot, which is... Yeah, Mr. that was pretty cool. That was a surprise, wasn't it? You weren't yeah. expecting him to play that. He also played the uh, Goblin King in the famous uh, 80s movie Labyrinth. Labyrinth, yes. yeah. So with his crazy dance hairstyle. Dance magic dance. He's also a fashion icon. He was pretty much on the pulse of fashion. Um, like I said, he's very ambiguous in his attire, so he wears a lot of uh, feminine, I guess, styled items mm-hmm. wears lots of makeup crazy hair um but he kind of did whatever the hell he wanted which was awesome it was awesome because it was kind of in a time when people were a lot more closed-minded than they were now that took a lot of balls yeah he kind of kicked down the door uh you know in, in in regards to standards and he was he pretty much was a a product of his time you know like uh there was a lot of uh you know, outrageous rock and roll going on during then. Like, you had the Rolling Stones and, you know, like, uh, the New Wave people and the the hair bands and everything going on during that time. So they uh, they kind of all meshed together and were in this circle that, you know, were pretty much the essence of rock and roll, which is sex, drugs, and rock and roll. They went clubbing, did drugs, played music, had sex with anyone that they wanted. Married models. Married models, I know. Because that's his wife, right? Iman? Iman, yeah. Iman's the famous uh, African-American model. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was like one of the first famous black models, actually, yeah, right? Yeah, she was. In the 80s. 
And he, yeah, he's known to uh, to marry her. I think he has like a couple kids with her. He does, yeah. So he's awesome. And he was also infamously caught in bed with uh, Mick Jagger, right? <laughs> yeah. What's it called? Somebody, um, what the heck was that video that, that Mick, he did with Mick Jagger? That's the creepiest freaking video. Dancing in the Street. Oh. It, okay, so we all know that traditional song, mm-hmm. Dancing in the Street. If you want to see a very... I would say homoerotic video <laughs> of two guys face to face singing "Dancing in the Street" as only dr- a drug fueled orgy can provide. Um, <laughs> I recommend to go on YouTube and look up David Bowie and Mick Jagger "Dancing in the Street." A uh, coworker today brought me brought it to my attention. I didn't really know much about it. I think I remember seeing it when I was a kid. But if you have a chance to go check it out, I recommend take a couple minutes and just watch it, and you'll be like, "Wow." Wow. Yes, they were in bed together. <laughs> yes, they were probably snook- snorting cocaine off each other's asses. But you know what? He's a, he was free spirit. He was. He was a, he was pretty much what everybody uh, you know, whenever they thought of rock and roll, they thought he you know, that they they thought of David Bowie, guy with the crazy hairstyle, makeup, you know, ha- living that lavish lifestyle that only rock and roll can provide. And the cool thing is, is that he influenced a lot of other music. Um, pretty much any major artist would say that they know um, or were influenced by David Bowie. Um, Moby has actually collaborated with Bowie a couple of times. Um, Nine Inch Nails' uh, Trent Reznor has a, has a really famous song. His famous song, Hurt, that was covered by Johnny Cash, also was covered by David Bowie live. And it was one of the most... Uh, intriguing performances of that song around besides the the Johnny Cash version of course so it's like one of those cool things that he's pretty much spread his gamut or spread his influence everywhere in the music industry and you know so it's it's really 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 cool that he uh I want he I want type of lives he was able to touch in regards to that now you probably didn't know that um David Bowie was that's not his real name you yeah, it's, I mean, I don't know so. what his I mean, real name is, but yeah, I'm sure it was some... His name was David Jones. Oh, that's interesting. That's kind of a standard name, right? Mm-hmm. Not, I would say a marketable name by in its own right, but David Bowie does have a, a lot more of a, a ring to it. Right. Oh, well, I heard that the reason he switched it was because the monkeys were becoming famous. And right Davy Jones time. was a was a big one, yeah. yeah. So that's a good... That's a, yeah. I would, uh, I would assume that would probably be the most correct reason why he decided to choose a different name um let's see started performing uh performing music when he was a teenager at the age of 13 uh just playing you know minor instruments like the saxophone um at his high school oh so so one of the cool things about him is that if you ever notice like big pictures of him that of his face you'll notice that his one of his pupils are always dilated okay um th- it actually what happened is um his left pupil became permanently dilated in the schoolyard fight. So always he had that issue where his it looks like he's just like stoned off his gourd because one of his pupils are just completely dilated. And if you look at some of his covers, you'll be able to see that. That's interesting. So one of his, you know, I've, I'm trying to remember what cover that actually shows it prominently because in the beginning, a lot of his, uh, a lot of his uh, covers were for far away, like him in the background. You know, like how traditional '60s and '70s covers were. He rises in prominence in the 60s and 70s, and then obviously he still has a career up to this day. He just released a new album last week right. um, before his passing. Yeah, his uh, 25th. His 25th album. His 25th album, wow. yeah. That's crazy. A lot of uh, a lot of people are saying it's really good. 
and a lot of the the songs on there are kind of precursory to his passing because he knew that he was at his at his end times. I would say, yeah. right? Because um, when he actually uh, supposedly died of uh, of cancer, from what we're hearing, uh, some people are saying liver cancers. You know, other people are saying pancreatic. You know, other something just some horrible form of cancer. So cancer does suck in regards to like taking you know wonderful people away from us. Back in 1975, um, one of his most famous albums that came out that put him on the top of the charts was Young Americans. Um, he co-wrote like a lot of uh, songs, or co-wrote some songs with um, song Fame uh, with John Lennon and um, and Alomar, so another famous artist from the 70s. So, oh, that's cool. So that's a, a really, really cool. Um, tried to do acting. He, was a, he did the, a movie called... Uh, uh, the man who fell to earth. So that's where he started his acting premise. But he, was, he wasn't really famous in uh, in a lot of movies. The, the one that put him on the map was the Labyrinth movie, right? Yeah, for, which is a Jim Henson movie. Uh, he did a lot of pop soul type of tracks, um, and continued his like his own. I would say his own uh, record career, but he really like shined his limelight uh, by himself. A reason why it was very prominent in his career is that he adjusted. You know, one of the like a lot of major artists that last decades, they uh, change with the times or you know change with every album. And so, it wasn't until the '90s that he kind of dropped a lot of his exorbitant persona of being crazy and everything, and he started becoming more mainstream. Okay. Um. So he tried to uh, make certain songs that sounded like, you know, um, I would say grungeous like a Sonic Youth sound, um, towards the '90s. Um, he made a song, an album called Sound and Vision, which did not uh, perform as well because of the fact that it was trying so hard to be mainstream. Oh, you that's know? interesting. So, it, not, I mean, a lot of people don't know uh, a lot from that album. He tried to be, uh, like, I, like I said, like Sonic Youth, uh, the Pixies, if you're familiar with those um, with those uh, those artists. It's kind of sim- similar to the, that style. Um, at that point... Later on, he went, returned to a solo career in around the the early '90s, and he went back to his soulful tunes that he kind of made. Um, they'd be like Ziggy Stardust and stuff like that, you know, stuff that like his mel- melodic type of music that he comes came out with. Um, and he made an album called uh, Black Tie White Noise, and he recorded with Nile Rodgers. If you're familiar with who he is, he's kind of a funky guy. He's the guy who did that Get Lucky song with uh, Daft Punk. Okay, that weird, uh, mm-hmm. that weird guitar beat. Very famous uh, musician, and he actually collaborated with him, and also made a couple of uh, instrumental um, albums as well. So he laid hit down his uh, paved down his way to do uh, like a, a was it composer work? I guess that would be okay. So, so he is known just to be uh, his his own artist, a person who does his own thing, and he like I said, he just released a new album recently uh, within last week. The name of the album is Black Star. Um, it came out. It came out on Friday. Yeah, it came out on Friday, and so uh, I'm not familiar with any of the tracks that are on there. It as dropped with that new video, though. Yeah, it's kind of creepy video. Let's see. And its title track, uh, "Black Star," it came out with a new video that kind of, like I said, was a precursor mm-hmm. to his death. And I haven't, we haven't watched it yet, but I think we may close out with the song or some other song of David Bowie that we may, you know, yeah. or maybe a cover. I don't know. Mm-hmm. We're gonna, you know, crank it out as best as we can, in in the in the most um unprepared way as I could only possibly bring it. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, I just wanted to, you know, mention a little bit about him. If anybody doesn't know, um, his, his, you know, his famous songs are, okay, some of his favorite songs are, like I said, Space Oddity, 
um, the man who sold the world uh, was actually uh, if you kind of know it if you're around like my age group which is like early 30s the who did a really good cover of that was Nirvana in their live unplugged album oh, cool. and so you may if you do hear it you'll be you'll probably be familiar with it okay. um, another one was Let's Dance another popular Under yeah. the Moonlight the Mm-hmm. Were the furious moonlight or something? The mysterious. Mysterious. Moon. No, serious. Oh, the serious. The serious moonlight. Yes. See, I know the lyrics because of Guitar Hero, you know. <laughs> and but then like I haven't played him so many times, so many years, so it's like weird. Um, Life on Mars, Heroes, uh, which is a really good song. Um, Rebel, Rebel, Starman. Now, <laughs> the only reason I know that song, and you're probably gonna hate me for this, is from the uh, what's it called, Walk Hard soundtrack, because. Uh, Dewey Cox, the character that's in that, does a cover of Starman. Oh. And so he does, and I'm like, I know this song. And I'm like, oh my God, it's a David Bowie song. Why did I not know this? <laughs> so you could probably hate me for that. But um, Dancing in the Street with Mick Jagger, as I mentioned. And then like Moon, Moonlight, Moonage Daydream, Ashes to Ashes, Magic Dance. Magic Dance is the one you like. So. Yeah. So, yeah, but he um, has a story career, many songs, influenced plenty of music. Um, it's just a, it just you know it's like kind of an homage I wanted to pay to him that you should uh, check out some of his music um, go on like Pandora or YouTube and just look up all his tracks and, and just you know Baskin is like his you know catalog of great hits that he has because it's kind of a sad day today that we lost him yeah definitely and it's nice to you know so many people that I listen to on a regular basis um, Johnny Cash and Elvis and um, Queen, you know, it kind of sucks that all of those guys came and went before I was, you know, they had their careers and everything before yeah. I was born. And David Bowie, I've been able to kind of grow yeah. up with a little bit. So yeah. it's nice to live with an icon. Yeah, I think it, it yeah, to live that within your lifetime, you know, to make new music, to make uh to experience him live on performing and you know i mean obviously we we didn't see him live but right. you know there are moments that we have seen his live work and known that it was performed in front of us in front of you know right and david bow is the type of artist where you know your kids will talk about him and your kids kids will talk about him and you'll be able to say hmm. yeah he was just as cool as yeah <laughs> yeah and it is his acting was really good yeah i liked his acting a lot he's, he's very serious furious I'm telling you, Nikola Tesla, when he plays him, he only plays him for, like, what, 15 minutes? Yeah. But, like, I love Nikola Tesla. And for him to play him, kind of the underdog guy, is pretty awesome. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah. So, that's my topic. Nice. Yeah. It's kind of like a, a, a send-off to Mr. Bowie, all half-assed as it may be. <laughs> I'm sorry, folks. <laughs> but, anyway, so, what's your topic today, Mrs. Lacey? Um, today, I want to discuss cultural relativism. Cultural relativism. That sounds very uh, serious. I guess it is. It just sounds serious. I'm probably, it probably, I mean, what's it, what is it? I mean, let's talk a little bit about it. So cultural relativism is the idea that um, a person's actions are only good or bad relating to the culture that they're currently in. Okay. Give me an example. Um, well, this came about the my topic came about when I was reading about the controversy at Yale that's going on right now. Okay. So what Yale is dealing with at this point is one of their most storied graduates was um, 
John C. Calhoun, a person that helped make this country what it was, right? Okay. So Yale has a lot of stuff named after John C. Calhoun. They have one of their, what they call colleges, which are... Yeah, the, your business colleges, your right. medical, your medical. So they have the John, the Calhoun College. Um, it's a they, party school, by the way. <laughs> did John C. Calhoun... Okay, I, I don't know. I'm trying to put a face with John C. Calhoun. Uh-huh. Did he have a mustache? Because I, I love those presidents. Because like after, what was it, Adams or whatever, like everybody and their dog had a fucking bushy... <laughs> Beard, mustache. You know, I think our last uh, prominent president that had a mustache was uh, Teddy Roosevelt. Yeah, yeah and so, he had a good mustache. And he had a good, just, he had, yeah. Right. He had that powerful mustache. So the okay. reason this has come about um, more recently is because everything that happened in South Carolina mm-hmm. with the shooting. Okay. And then they're removing the Confederate flag. Mm-hmm. It's forcing us to reexamine our history and the prominence that is placed on Confederate war heroes, Confederate icons, and people that helped uh, slavery remain intact. Mm-hmm. John C. Calhoun was a huge proponent of slavery. An advocate. He was an advocate for it. Um, he delivered a, a famous speech, um, Slavery is the Ultimate Good. Wow. Something like that, where he his whole idea was that our freedom was based on slavery that um most white americans just presume an african inferiority and this is where all of our freedom comes from oh christ i just looked up a picture of john c calhoun Okay, he doesn't have a beard. Oh, no. no. He doesn't have a It's he's, the he's, hair that I confused with the mustache. He looks like Doc Brown. <laughs> Can you imagine walking out of the White House? He goes, slavery. <laughs> we all need slavery. <laughs> Let's imagine I just see yeah. He is scary looking. Yeah, he's kind of creepy. It's like he's going to kill you in your sleep. <laughs> well, if you were an African-American. <laughs> he might. He might have. And Lord so have even mercy. after um, Lincoln cleared slavery, he was a huge, he really helped the South stay segregated. Okay. So he, so now Yale is dealing with this, mm-hmm. where they are having black students study in a building named after a man that thought of them as second-class citizens. Okay? Wow, yeah, of course, yeah. But... That, that would suck a lot because, I mean, obviously, if you're a, a black student, Mexican student, any minority student that was affected by slavery, kind of leave a poor taste in your mouth, I would say. Right. right? So this is where the case for cultural relativism comes into play is he is John C. Calhoun helped advance the country in mm-hmm. a lot more ways than just promoting slavery. Of course, yeah. His legacy, it bounds upon his his point of views on slavery. Yale should keep the idea of their most prominent graduate around because his actions were not unique to his time. Yeah. They it, seem crazy now, but in, if you use cultural relativism, his actions were not that crazy. They, they weren't. They, they, they were a sign of their times, as we would say. Right. Yeah. So there's... Cultural relativism is an absolute. People argue should be people should be people be considered in the context of their culture, or should they be considered because they're. It's not like everyone was doing what John C. Calhoun was doing. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, white men, were standing up and saying, "This isn't right. We shouldn't own people." 
So it's not like he couldn't have been better. He just wasn't. Yeah, he just was of his environment. Right. But so at what point do you judge people for not being the people that they could have possibly been? Because there were examples around him Mm -hmm. of white men in the South standing up and saying we shouldn't own people. Yeah. I don't know. It's an interesting... I. I, if you want my opinion on it, I think we should treat it like how the Tom and Jerry cartoons, when they were re-released, how they were treated. Put a disclaimer on everything. Right. That's what they're discussing now is not to remove it, but to add a plaque yeah. to it that says, this is what he did, and this is also what he did. This mm-hmm. is what he did as a president. This is what he did for Yale College. And this is what he did as a murderous, crazy Like an white Andrew film. Jackson. Yeah. You should put a disclaimer on the $20, $20 bill. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's this uh, thing? Andrew Jackson killed a lot of Native Americans. <laughs> he is a really bad man. Please use this as legal tender by stubbing into a G-string of an exotic dancer. Yes. But then you kind of... So by doing that, we are saying he was an okay guy. He did his thing. But we know better now, yeah. right? Well, you, I mean, we obviously wouldn't hire that him as a president today. Right. And uh, I, I think there should be a statute, not a statute of limitations, but a um, a line that we should draw on this as well. Like if it's a person that has history that is affected and contributed to society, that's one thing. But it, like you were mentioning about the Confederate flag standing in front of a state capitol, that is another thing that we should be evolving and changing because decoration and... I would say appearances are different than prominence of a person. Okay. Wouldn't you think so? I could agree with that. My biggest problem with the flag versus the statues, I had not personally decided on this, the statues wise. The flag should come down because to me, putting a flag in front of a capital is reasserting it every time when you raise it up and put it down. Exactly. It's still tangible object. Exactly. And it has to be replaced on a regular basis when it gets tattered and torn or whatever. We're not replacing these statues. We're not still putting up Calhoun statues on a regular (laughs) basis. I mean, there's still a company in China making these Confederate flags. Whereas (laughs) if you get the irony of that, please do (laughs) laugh a little bit on that. But, you know, there's still there's still a company making these flags. There's not a person just milling about John C. Calhoun statues unless there's some your old grandpa that like loves the point of view of John C. Calhoun to have a miniature statue standing in his living room. Right. But you you know, you and I live in Texas. University of Texas, I think, is in the process of taking down a big statue of General Lee. Yeah. Well, there was a big uh, thing in Utah as well. So for our Utah listeners, uh, Dixie State College down south. Um, was another one that had prominent rebel leaders and Confederate flags just strewn all over the place because for some reason, Southern Utah was the song of the South. <laughs> I don't fucking understand that, but you know, there's some type of legacy down there having to do with Southern pride, which I don't understand why it's so fucking far West. <laughs> if you want to answer that, if you go to Dixie State College, please tell me. Go to facebook.com forward slash Mr. and Mrs. Podcast. Tell me. I need to know this. So let's say we decide to start taking them down, right? We're like... Okay. You know, uh, Lee and Calhoun and all these white motherfuckers <laughs> that, that, that were pro-slavery. They don't deserve yeah. to to be a statue anymore. They don't deserve to be in the middle of a beautiful square. They don't deserve it, right? Yeah. Well, then I think we're kind of bordering on the idea of ethical imperial, imperialism. Well, and those are two ideas that are 
always kind of compared cultural relativism versus ethical imperialism. So that would be um, I to get my essence on what you think. What I think ethical imperialism is, in case you don't know, um, that would be like what we did in World War Two after World War Two in Germany, right? Getting rid of everything, exactly, like whitewashing everything, and that's what Nazis did. That's what ISIS Russians is did. doing now. That's what kind of these big when new people come in and say your guys the you guys whatever suck. you were doing before is not as good as us so we're clearing out we're clearing out uh statues we're clearing out paintings we're clearing out because your ideas are less valuable mm-hmm. your ethics your values wrong. are wrong and we're clearing out mm-hmm. yeah. wouldn't that be i think that's just as negative I think I, I I mean as but isn't that what we're if we decide to start taking down statues yes. isn't that what we're doing yeah I mean I think if you had a statue of Robert E Lee General Buford Forrest anybody who was an asshole for the South that we they put up afterwards I think it should be taught as a lesson you know because it's history in its own right you know these paintings of these guys should be still be around because we need to know that these guys were fucking douchebags. I decided to turn against a nation and do this. And I think the same thing about, I understand don't have the Nazi flag hanging everywhere, but there should be a freaking museum somewhere that's collecting all this shit and say, hey, you guys shouldn't be doing this right. anymore. You know? So you advocate for keeping them up with a disclaimer. Yeah. Or keeping them as an exhibit. Yeah. Like, I think if you had a college, a state college, that had a picture of Robert, or a statue of Robert E. Lee in the, in the center courtyard, you should probably take that down and put it in the special place in the museum, in the museum and the school, mm. like a historical museum. Because every every school technically has like a museum usually. Yeah. You know, the University of Utah has a, you said the Museum of National History there. They probably have some other type of exhibits that they can put up somewhere else. Put it somewhere that it's not a prominent square that's representative of the school. Yeah. I haven't quite decided how I feel yet. On one hand, I feel like... <sighs> I don't understand why if something was cool once, why it has to be cool forever. Mm-hmm. It's like just because... You're like the ebb and tide person. You need yeah, to, everything like, needs to change. Sure. Your name was on Calhoun College for 50 years. And it may be someone else is better now. Uh, obviously, nobody knew who John C. Calhoun was. We didn't know. We thought he had a big beard. <laughs> yeah. He looks like fucking Doc Brown. He looks like the ghost version of Doc Brown. That's what he looks like. He has He, he looks like... Andrew Jackson's bastard cousin. That's what he looks like. <laughs> and he probably acted like Andrew Jackson. And I hate Andrew Jackson. A less cool Andrew Jackson. Yeah, Andrew because Jackson. Because he went to Yale. <laughs> he went to Yale. Andrew Jackson did not go to Yale. No. He was not an educated man. Yeah, he was succeeded by Martin Van Buren. He looks like... Martin Van Buren looks like a hobbit. He looks like the hobbit. What's his name? Uh, the guy who played the hobbit. So... Smeagol, whatever the hell his name okay, is. Okay, what I was saying. Anyway, sorry about that. <laughs> was I don't I don't get the idea that you know maybe it's because I didn't go to some Ivy League school. State college for you and one but, private. Well, you did go to Westminster, but you never attended campus. So yeah, I just don't get, and I don't really have a respect for tradition anyway. But I don't get why if your name is on it now, why it needs to be on it forever. That seems lame. Yeah. And I think statues should change as well be as based on the more prominent people come and go. It's not like prominent people only existed 
in the early 1900s or the 1800s it's prominent people are existing all the time so why wouldn't we just build new ones with people that had ideas that didn't involve keeping some populations underneath their foot if you feel that way what do you think about washington dc then i mean these are people that we have washington monument we have you know, we have really, I mean, obviously we don't have every president. Okay, we don't have, you we don't have, have a John Quincy Adams. We don't have you have to him. understand the difference between recognizing George Washington as an amazing man, Abraham Lincoln as an amazing man versus John C. Calhoun, <laughs> John C. fucking Calhoun. You, you got a point there. Who yes. Okay. Show? Okay. Yeah. You have FDR, you have, uh, what's his name? Thomas Jefferson, which is his monument. is right. one of the best. But on the other hand, it is a version of whitewashing it. Yeah. Because it's not like we can say as a white person, okay, there's a white guy there. I know what he did to black people. Get rid of it because it makes me more comfortable. Yeah. Because it's not like racism is done. It's not like no. the ideas that John C. Calhoun spewed are completely gone. Mm -hmm. And when we get rid of a prominent, a prominent, um, statue or a prominent force it's kind of sweeping it under the rug and pretending it didn't exist and it doesn't still exist yeah but poverty race related um, arrests all of those things are still still, still happening still stink around here. and they are the ideas that come from men like that yeah that's why I think what I said I think kind of holds a little more weight like I'm not saying destroy it and take it down. I'm saying still have it. Just don't make it prominent anymore. You know, don't make it the representative and figurehead of your school. You know, unless you're having kids put bras on it or something like that. Because that's just <laughs> fucking hilarious. <laughs> you see in every college movie. What um, I saw was uh, people advocating for like um, hyphenation. So like on streets that are named. You know, there's so many streets that are named after Confederate people down here. Yeah. To just yeah, like uh, all the streets downtown are all states, but guess what states they are? They're all, all the southern, southern states. states. I'm like, wow, seated. Alabama, Mississippi, <laughs> Carolina. Lord, wow. <laughs> so like, like we live on. Uh, it might be kind of weird for people that live in Utah um, that live on like Fourth South or whatever, but we live near Houston Roslyn Road, right? It's a it's kind of a long name, it's kind of wordy, but it's just the roads. Yeah. There's a lot of roads here that have multiple names. Hyphen names, yeah. So what if on General Lee Road it's Lee uh Lee Carver Road and we throw in there a prominent black man that helped evolve Lee Carver Lee Carver King Road? Right. So you just kind of hyphenate it. Do the same thing with statues where if um, General Lee can have a statue, then so can you know Rosa Parks or whatever you want to do. Cesar Chavez, right? Give equal footing to the people that opposed these types yeah, of forces. I mean, John C. Calhoun can't be the only guy that did well, you know, in in Yale's history, right? No, absolutely not. They have a lot of statues, yeah. but this one. This the College is, of Calhoun and the, the right. dormitory named Calhoun. I, yeah, I, I don't think they should get rid of that. I don't think they should. I mean, he still is a piece of the history of Yale. But I think at the same time, they should amend it and 
make equal representation of somebody else that's just as prominent as he is that is opposite of what he is yeah yeah that's what i think so right next to there you put like whoever like i guess yale was um george w bush but i don't make no building about george w bush <laughs> Mm, no, 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 no. <laughs> you know, one funny fact about uh, Mr. John C. Calhoun, his wife's name was Fluoride Calhoun. <laughs> the more you know, people. Fluoride? Fluoride. F-L-O-R-I-D-E. <laughs> it's like ghetto fluoride. Her that's name's right. Fluoride. Anyway, that's uh, Doc Brown for you. <laughs> he looks exactly like him. I'm going to post a picture on our, on our website. <laughs> You gotta see this guy. This guy is freaking crazy. It's like those changing portraits. You like you could have a picture of him and then it like turns into a skull. <laughs> it's the same wily hair that he had. That's all I got. That's all you got for the, for today. Well, I guess that brings us up to our uh, legendary, world famous. <laughs> Imagine more adjectives every time we do this. Legendary, world famous, infamous. Learning corner. Go see Madagascar, people. Honestly, it's on Netflix. It's free if you have Netflix. The, not the, the Penguins movie. The, the Penguins, Penguins movie. Yeah. Freaking hilarious. It's funny. Surprisingly, kind of. I wasn't expecting much. I didn't like the other Madagascar movies very much. Well, those were, I think... But the Penguin one was really funny. A lot of it... And not adult content, but a lot of like grown-up humor, I would say. And not like, you know... No weed, dick, and fart jokes or anything like that, but <laughs> but it like a lot of stuff like there's puns, yeah. like you know puns. Kids don't get puns, especially you like Chris Chris walking over there or something like that. Yeah, Hallie bury this or you know it's like, you don't kids won't get Hallie bury this. Yeah, Hallie bury like bury something. Okay, <laughs> I, I don't need to explain it to you, folks. But um, <laughs> on that tangent, anyway, that was a tangent right there. Go watch the <laughs> go watch the Penguins of Madagascar. It's freaking hilarious. It's on Netflix. It's worth like a ninety minutes of your time. Watch it with kids; they'll love it too. I don't got kids. I got puppies. Yeah, and we're kids enough. That's fine. So this Wednesday and Saturday, well, this last Saturday, we uh, had a Powerball drawing. Yeah. For those who live in a state that actually uh, is part of the Powerball system, it was nine hundred million dollars wow that's a lot of money right that's a lot of money yeah well this saturday they when they drew at 9 p.m nobody won it so overnight it increased to 1.3 billion dollars with a b uh, yikes with a b yowza with a b let's go get a ticket we're gonna <laughs> win some money yeah so uh, and actually today as of right now it's 1.4 billion and they're going to be joining on Wednesday, and then if it, nobody wins that time, then it's going to be... That's crazy. Yeah, so... I mean, everybody at work is a buzz about it. Uh -huh. You know, everybody wants a piece of that $1.4 billion now. It's kind of unprecedented. It's like one of the biggest jackpots that are out there. And so if you're part of the Powerball system, there's about, I think, 25 states that participate in the Powerball system. Okay. So as, at the present moment, there's a 1 in 292 million chance that you can win the Powerball. Yeah. All of it. All of it for you. So yeah. you're saying there's a chance. So you're saying, saying there's, there's a, a chance, chance right? Yep, that's what everybody. And so it's you like you know, as someone that lived in a state that didn't support Powerball and now lives in a or state, just any lotto in general, any lotto, right? And now lives in a state that does, but has never purchased a ticket. I have fundamentally not understood why people buy them. 
and well, I feel not just buy them. It's I think it's buy them religiously. Religiously, yeah. Like exactly. they, they they have a budget for them. They buy twenty dollars worth of tickets every week. You know, there's certain people that do that. Um, there's the casual players. I guess I would I it may would be me because I play casually scratchers. Like if I have a couple bucks in my pocket, I'll go buy like a scratcher just to, for shits and giggles. Okay. You know, but. I don't, I don't, I'm still not going to participate in this one, I don't think. Yeah, know? it's, um, I have a saying for it, and I don't mean to offend any of our listeners, but, um, doing things like playing the lottery is what I refer to as poor people shit. <laughs> poor people shit? Because it's, rich people don't play the lottery. Yeah. People but that people invest... have that argument. I said that to somebody at work the other day. Okay, uh-huh. I said, rich people don't play the lottery, and they're like, no, duh, they're rich. <laughs> I go, okay, let's just say... They're rich because they don't make stupid decisions like playing the fucking lottery. Yeah. That's yeah. why. Warren Buffett did not play the lottery to get where he's at. And right. they're like, well, he had rich parents. Actually, no, he didn't. Right. He did not have... He- and that's that's the thing is that if you want to try to elevate yourself, right? If you want to try and make the best chance for yourself you can, don't fuck away your money. Don't fuck away your money on payday loans. Don't fuck away your money on bullshit lottery tickets. Don't give your money to other people. It, I know it's not easy. I get it, but everybody you, wants your money. Everybody wants your money and they figure out tricky ways to do it. They'll tell you that it's paying for schools. They'll tell you that it's paying for vets. It's not doing any of that. Yeah. It's not. The reason that they can say that is because they take so whatever states would get, let's say that Texas has a uh, I don't know, $200 million budget for schools, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say the lottery makes money that the allocated budget for schools for $200 million, okay? Yeah. It's not like Texas, it's not like Texas schools get $400 million. They take the $200 million that was already allocated to schools, put it somewhere else because now they can and put the lottery money in where it was supposed to be. Yeah, so they're, they're just shifting so the, money around. They're just shifting money around. The budget's never increased. So technically, they can say, we're paying for schools, we're paying for vets. But it's not like those budgets are increasing due, to the, due to the lottery. It's just supplemented. Yeah, it's just, yeah. And then they can fuck away the budget on something else. Well, it, it makes the organization of the Powerball or lottery uh, tax exempt in certain amounts because it's considered more of like a charitable donation in a way. Or a, a not really a charitable donation, but you know what I mean, like a, a more of a service. Right. You know, uh, I was looking up a website. It said a 2010 study found that households with take-home incomes of less than thirteen thousand dollars spent an average of six hundred and forty-five dollars a year on lottery tickets. Thirteen grand. Thirteen grand, because the lottery capitalizes on a mix of hope, dreams, and desperation. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. You have a better chance of going to Vegas and scoring more money than you do at what's it called? Scoring any money in Vegas, I would say. Because I mean, yeah. at least half of those are games of skill, or one third of them are games of skill that you can actually learn and learn how to play. Whereas this one, you're just drawing on six numbers, six to seven numbers, to ha- to hit. I mean, not necessarily in that order, of course. Plus a Powerball number on top of that. Yeah, it. You're not. You're not going to get it. And if you're desperate enough to think that that's the only way you're going to make any money, I get it. But the first way you're going to make money is not by giving your money to someone else. Yeah. Yeah, It's a lot of money. And it's easy for me to talk about with a house and a car and everything to just say, stop pissing away your money. 
when people that have this take-home pay of $13,000, it's probably the only way they think they could get out. Get out. So I get it, but, man, it's tough. It is tough, yeah. Well, I mean, you can play it. If you play it casually, that's fine. If you're, like, one of those people that's just going to buy two $4 tickets. Whenever the pot gets big. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of how I see it, is I, I would love to play it. I don't know if I'm going to, because it's still... Two to four dollars is like a couple of drinks, couple of energy drinks, and I'd rather have the couple of energy drinks to get me through my day than than buy a lottery ticket that's probably going to get me nothing than the paper that's printed on. Yeah, I feel about. I mean, I wouldn't mind playing it casually, but I kind of have a moral objection to it, just like payday loans, that they prey on people that are not educated to know any better. Yeah, and they're state funded, preying on people. Yeah. That's the that's the downside about it. And I mean, everybody bitches about the Utah not having a lottery because of Mormons or whatever. And I think, well, at least Mormons are doing something right. Yeah. Because the lottery doesn't help anybody. No, it doesn't. Not generally. No. No. I mean, everybody, if you read all these, because right now there's a lot of these articles that are coming out, like about what happens if you win, how much money you'll make. And a lot of them are, um, are like articles on what happens to people when they when they win and it's never really good i mean most of them within that win anything over five hundred thousand dollars typically have to claim bankruptcy within the first three years because they piss it all away right and that's a argument that i've said a while you know people always have well i'd like to have that kind of problem and i get that but the thing is is from the moment i've been born i've been set i've had the same kind of problems right sometimes i can't i don't i'm not able to pay my bills on time Sometimes I have to go paycheck to paycheck. Sometimes uh, people need to borrow money, and I need to figure out a way to help them get what they need. I other have. Times you need to borrow money. Other times money. I need to borrow money, and I don't know who to ask, who I can rely on. These are the problems that I came up with. I've had them since the day I was born. I'll have them probably until the day I die, right? Because mm-hmm. I am not going to be a Bill Gates. I'm not going to be. So I've had. I've had 30 years to work on those set of problems. Disciplines, I would say. Right. And at this point, I kind of know them. Now, if I woke up tomorrow and none of those problems were around and I had a whole new set of problems that people are hitting me up, I don't know who to trust, everyone around me might be here for my money or because they like me, it's a whole new set of problems. I'm not saying it's a more difficult set of problems by any means, but I don't have any practice at those problems. And it becomes really easy in just a few months to just give away all your money to just fuck it away because you, (coughs) because when you're young coming up with problems, you have your parents and aunts and uncles trying to teach you, okay, don't spend money on this, Mm -hmm. balance your budget, blah, blah, blah. And you kind of get shown your way as you work into an adult. If you drop into a whole new set of problems as an adult, hopefully hire the right people to be around you i don't even know what you do yeah i mean you'd have to hire security you'd have to hire a guy to manage your money you'd have to do lots of things to change your whole lifestyle and and right and to be clear i'm not saying that that's a tougher circumstance by any means no it's just a different circumstance that you don't have any practice at yeah yeah you'd have to be pretty disciplined on your own Uh, a good saying that i've heard um i've heard around before is that a lot it's easier to respect your money when you earn it too right so you've worked 40 hours you have this paycheck you know what you did to get this money and so you try your best not to piss it away right you know and so once you get the 
the X factor in there of winning the lottery, you didn't earn this. Right. I mean, you paid two dollars to get a billion dollars, which is going to be about six hundred thousand dollars when you're done with it. Six hundred million dollars, not six hundred thousand dollars. My math <laughs> sucks. <laughs> Woo. Um, speaking of math, I'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, you know, so you ha- don't have this discipline with this money. So what are you going to do? You're going to. Everybody says, what are they, they going to do? They're going to buy their house. They're going to buy their five cars that they want. They're going to uh, buy a house for their mom. They're going to buy a house for everybody. And they're going to buy cars for everybody. And the, and it sounds like a great thing, but you're going to have everybody. Everybody coming from the word work. Your name's going to be out there. You're going to be the photo- guy who's taking the photograph with the big check. And even if you opt to be private about it, you still have to report it publicly. Right. You, you know, it's like you're, people are going to know who you are. Right. You better buy a ranch that has like 50 square miles <laughs> on each and every way so nobody sees you ever again. Because you're going to have to be a recluse so people don't know who you right. are. But you're not going to win. You're not going to win, no. One in 292 million. I I was reading that. So how many times have you been struck by lightning in your life, Maxwell? So far, zero. How so many far. times have you drowned in your life? Um, I've drowned by like almost drinking a cup of water one time. <laughs> That's the lamest way of drowning. Choked really hard. <laughs> almost turned blue. <laughs> So no, I have so not, no, I have not, I have not, no. I have not drowned. So if, imagine how weird it would be if you were struck by lightning. Yeah. Now imagine how much weirder it would be if you were in the process of drowning and right before you die, you were struck by lightning. Mm-hmm. Those are the odds. Wow. If you get struck by lightning, getting struck by lightning happens too much. If, for if, a lottery yeah, yeah. ball well, people, people I think what was it? So, people being murdered by like cows <laughs> is much more frequent than people winning the lottery and so yeah, yeah. I mean it's cows crazy. It, yeah it's crazy how do you get murdered by a cow <laughs> I have no idea they just stand there move <laughs> maybe kick you if you're like trying to rear whip on one if you're trying to rear up on one maybe you deserve to get kicked um one thing as well, if you want to put this, or if you decide to go for the, if you decide to win, if you do win, please just give us some money. Just, <laughs> if you're listening to this, we here at the Mr. and Mrs. Podcast are, do not advocate the lottery, but if you happen to do win and are listening to us, just throw a little bit our way, like a thousand dollars, we'd get better equipment, you make, you know, make you a producer, whatever you want. I mean, we'll be caller sp- sponsored by you. It's okay. But anyway. anyway. In summary, don't do don't win the lottery. Don't do I mean, poor don't, people don't shit. Don't do poor people shit. Yeah. So remember I mentioned something about bad math. Yeah. So um, this meme's been going around. Let's see if I can find it. The funny thing is the Powerball, if you go to like, any convenience store, they have the thing, and it says 999 million because they don't have, they've never done a billion dollars. At least they don't do it that often. Wow. You know, so they have to all say all nines. It's That's like, cool. It's like, wow, that is pretty freaking crazy. So... One of the funniest things about this whole Powerball thing is there's some bad math going on right now. Yeah, uh, around uh, Facebook, I've seen it. And so, so this meme that's been going around, it's uh, I guess at Live Sosa by Philippe Andalini. At the time, the Powerball jackpot was 1.3 billion dollars. So here's the math that they did: Powerball, 1.3 billion dollars divided by 300 million people. Everyone receives 4.33 million poverty solved this guy solved poverty people so the 
300 million, that is what? The U.S. population? That's the U.S. population. So, yeah, yeah. So, 1.3 billion is Which the Which is Powerball. the lotto. Mm-hmm. Po- U.S. population, 300 million. Uh-huh. Okay. That means every person will get $4.33 million. No. That no. doesn't mean that. No. Pull you, out your calculator, you need folks. to just uh, move that decimal. <laughs> a couple more. A couple times. Or just, or or just take it. Just don't add a million to it. Because you're going to get $4.33. $4.33. If you decide to do that math. Which is not enough to solve poverty. You could buy two lotto tickets with it now. <laughs> you doubled your chances. You doubled your chances. <laughs> so you're saying there's a chance. God. What I love about this is... You know how people just click share on articles all yeah. the time. I try not to. I'm, I'm and guilty you of it sometimes. Want to you you will do something like just Google search it to see if it's bullshit and it's complete bullshit. Yeah. And you have a point. You have a question at that point. Do you call the person out for their ignorance? Do you just let them go about their ignorant way? Or you decide to unfriend them in a shadowy way? Unfriend them and uh, pretend they don't exist anymore. <laughs> Unfollowing. But the moment you see this pop up, yeah. you're like, this person just shares everything. Because it takes, it, it might take a little effort to see a story pop up across your screen like Obama's a Muslim and go a Google search to see if this is correct. A Google search takes a slight bit of effort. Pulling up a calculator is a little more effort. But it's, you don't even have to pull up a calculator. It's just. How many times does three hundred million go into a billion? So, so uh, I had. To, if, if if you're any of my coworkers, you probably know who you are. If you happen to listen to this, uh, you mentioned that this was accurate math that we're all going to get four point three three million dollars. Um, I'm not making fun of you, but I'm just making the stance out there that it, I I checked your math live after you mentioned that to me. And I had some trouble because, you know, that's a lot of fucking zeros. <laughs> it is you, a lot you, of you know, zeros. I mean, if you're okay, doing $1.3 billion, that's three, six, nine zeros. And now three, six, six zeros, eight zeros. So one point one three and eight zeros on top of that. That's a lot of fucking zeros. I don't type that many zeros in the calculator. Right. But really all you have to do is how many times? 1,300 times 300. That's all you need to do. And it's $4.33. Right. Or if you're just, I mean, how many times is three going to go into 13? Four times, at least. <laughs> just about with some change. <laughs> with some change, right? About 33 <laughs> cents. You know, it, it's only because of my error, because I try to, you know, there. I, yeah, I just, it is a I lot am not of good at math. I'm not good at math. I am not. You're not. I'm horrendous at math. You're the worst. Yeah. I had to take remedial math like four times. <laughs> tell people i'm gonna tell people that i'm putting it out there i'm telling you that's how horrible i am at math but you knew that that was fake i knew that there was something wrong here this is fishy all right but anyway so don't play the lotto no if you do share it with us yeah if you do we love you (laughs) really do we don't think you're stupid we just think there's better things you could do with your money like buy a smoothie once a week yeah you at least get some nutritional value you can't eat a freaking like powerball ticket You know, McDonald's has that special right now, that pick two thing. It's like $2 for two things. That's two of those right there. If you play that twice a week, that it draws. That's a lot of food. It is. It's two meals. I don't think rich people eat at McDonald's either. I don't know. Just I've seen I've seen a Lexus in McDonald's before. <laughs> I don't know if Lexus is really a, a fancy car, <laughs> if we're, what we're talking about. Once I see a Bentley at McDonald's, then I'll be like, yeah, okay. <laughs> All right, let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. Okay. Well, on behalf of the Mr. and Mrs. Podcast, 
I'm Mrs. Lacey. Oh, you started it. You're gonna oh, just, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're jumping in. Jumping in. And I'm Mr. Max. We bid you adieu. Peace out, bitches. Rest in peace, Mr. Bowie. Dance, magic, dance. I want the world to know. Got to let it show. That's not the right song. Sorry about that. Peace out. Ground control to Major Tom. Ground control to Major Tom. Take your protein pills and put your helmet on. Ground control to Major Tom. Sing countdown engines on. Check ignition and may God's love be with you.
is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.